right, go, go. Perhaps a few rule breakers in there doing other activities throughout the day, playing a crossword puzzle, for example. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, senior. You know what it is? It's a little something we call a dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound where we only serve water and milk. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. <sighs> sigh. The general manager is a sigh. That's a man beaten down by life, ladies and gentlemen. It's a man ground, ground down show. to a nub. Adam Schiff oh, Show is Adam our Schiff. general manager. Yeah. I thought you were ground down to a nub. I am. <laughs> I am. I don't care anymore. So I just I just saw Adam Schiff say, uh, no, no, uh, whoever's floating this whole b- b- Biden for Bolton thing, he said, this isn't fantasy football. We're not going to swap players like that. What? So uh, no. So Washington Post broke that story yesterday. Dang it. I was going to start Lindsey Graham this Sunday. Luckily, we have a Dan Balls. Of the Washington Post, coming up later in the program, one of the premier political pundits, if not the premier political pundit in the country. And uh, so we can talk to him about that. But yesterday, the Washington Post said, yeah, the, the, the Dems are thinking about uh, maybe Bolton for Biden would be worth it. But the guy who's been leading, the, been the leading face of this whole impeachment, Adam Schiff, says no. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know where that stands. I was I was getting pretty excited about it. I was actually thinking this is going to be really exciting. I don't know. Like you said yesterday, I don't know if it's good for the country. I'm not sure it's necessary for everything, but uh, boy, it would be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, I know why I got excited. I've got more Hunter Biden's uh, hot mess life updates for oh, you today. Wait a minute now. Yeah. Now but, you got my attention. Oh, my God. I may pull my head. Partway out of the oven, and some of the fun has gone out of it with the Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden thing, because a lot of it was just his life is a hot mess. I mean, he's just you know getting women pregnant and spending the family's money at strip clubs and stuff like that, and that that ain't cool. But right. but it would it definitely appears he's a deadbeat dad. He's got a kid out there, and he hasn't paid a dime to this woman that oh he got gosh. pregnant in a year. Wow, and, and he has all sorts of cool. real estate and money and the rest of it. Well, that's that's part of the update today. Okay. He's living in a almost $4 million home in uh, Beverly Hills, him and his Instagram model wife, who's mm. also pregnant. Right. They're living in this gazillion-dollar home. He's been seen driving around a Porsche. She's doing one of those hiding-your-money things and claiming he's broke. Ah, yeah. And he has yeah. Time-honored. Which, you know, you're doing that to your ex-wife. Nah, I don't know what was going on there. So that's... <laughs> I heard that's, she's a bit of a you-know-what. That's between the two of you. Right. But uh, no child support payments because you're broke. Uh, not cool. And that, to me... <sighs> I don't know. Is that fair to ask the old man about that? Because I've been saying all along, you can't beat up a candidate for how what their kids are doing. What what a what a presidential candidate's fifty year old son is doing? No, no, I don't think that's fair game. No, no. Uh, Your son's a deadbeat dad. Think he ought to pay the child support? That's an unfair question to yell at him. It'd be entertaining. My jaw would go. What? (laughs) No, yes, that's an unfair question. That's crazy. I mean, no, you can't ask him that. I, I, you know, we need to hear both sides, Jack. Maybe his ex-wife is, uh, she's gotten with some zillionaire, and she's intentionally not marrying him, so she keeps milking old uh, Hunter for money. Maybe there are two sides to the story. Well, there could what I'm be. hearing is a rush to judgment. There could be, but that's got nothing to do with the fact that you haven't sent a dime to this woman who you uh, have a baby with. 
No, that's that's what I'm saying. That woman is with some super rich guy, but is the hiding it to continue. Town stripper girl? I don't think she's hiding millions of dollars. She, I heard she's been seen with the pharmacist. Yeah, he no. makes good money. Now he's just stiffing her, All which right. is super uncool. Again. That Hey-o. that is uncool. Yes, that you just can't tolerate that. Right, as a lifestyle. No, indeed, it's dishonest. The, the pe- people at that level of wealth and connection, they have so many ways to hide. I've never been able to pull this off. Hide any money. I have to pay all my taxes. <laughs> I, get, I get stiffed all the time. I've had a number of situations where every bit of my income is declared for this and that, and I'm paying that and everything. How, the, 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 Whose the, fault the, is that? The super, <laughs> the super connected. They're the, driving around in fancy cars, living in gazillion-dollar homes, living yeah. a rich life. So I ain't got no money. I need uh, Pell Grants for my kid to go to college. I ain't got no money. Here's a good one. We knew a guy who uh, he and his buddy were getting divorced, and they agreed to sue each other because they couldn't be for if you're If you're being sued and everything's been frozen, uh, by the judge, you can't have a judgment against it. I don't know the exact laws, but he was able to protect his money that way. And so they had a, an eternal suit on each other. Honestly, God, that sort of thing. if you've ever been in this situation, listen to this. He got divorced. He was going to have to pay his wife a whole bunch of money. He and a buddy agreed to sue each other. Yeah. Just as a joke. Well, not a joke, but just just as a tactic. Right. And he ended up not having to pay anything to his ex-wife. Right. Because he was uh, currently involved in a lawsuit. It's yep. like Trump's, uh, my taxes are being audited. Putting Can't aside the <laughs> stupidity of divorce laws in many states. That, uh, yeah. See, I, that one I have some compassion for because there's a lot of stupid divorce laws. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, more on Hunter Biden le- later. But so if, if, he, if Hunter Biden ended up testifying, would, would, would they find a way to get into that stuff? Um, Would somebody find a way to work that in? Yeah, it's a stretch. You'd be trying to show financial need. Of course it's a stretch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing's a stretch. But you are talking about strippers. They're very flexible. So, yes, I think that would be appropriate. I will allow it. (laughs) God dang it. That would be something. And he might go ape dung (laughs) if you start getting into his baby mama stripper... Well, remember, I he, live in a million dollar, four million dollar house lifestyle. He almost came over the table at old uh, what's her name on Good Morning America. <laughs> Robin Roberts is that who he's talking to, or so. Gail King, or somebody who's a, uh, yeah, he man, he was his eyes were flashing with anger. Well, he's not used to being questioned that's and pun. called to account. I don't know if that's it. He, he draws checks from companies he's not even heard of in foreign lands. Hunter, you're a loser. That might be part of it, though. I have I had somebody who's had problems with uh, the, the, the cocaine who mm. said he's got the, the, the he's got the very look and demeanor of the cocaine ah, abuser. Bit of a blow monkey. Do you think he's still on the marching powder? Is that what you're alleging? Or, no, or you just no. think it's a personality or brain uh, thing? Yeah, he might just be permanently. Yeah. He's yeah. been doing it for a long time. Oh, yeah. That lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, his ex wife that he was married to for 20 years and has four kids with, um, she says that he spent all the family money on uh, gambling, strippers, and drugs. And Coke. Beautiful. I Kid- said, You're kidding me. Kids, stay away from the powder. Oh. It's the devil's dandruff. That's what they call it. And I'll say it again, because I do believe this. It's got nothing to do with Joe Biden as a person. It's got nothing to do with his fitness for presidency. Oh, no. You do your best with the kids, your kids, and then they craft their own lives. But uh, it would be a hot mess on display in the well of the Senate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> up there. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. My dream would be to have... 
um, Biden and Trump in a debate, and Trump brings up his son, and Biden oh, just man. just can't take it anymore, and he just goes. He for pulls the, out the rusty uh, crooked blade. <laughs> yeah. Wow! He just goes Ruff for Trump's chain around. Goes President's to head. slashing him with it. Secret Service going to wrap this chain around your head. The Secret Service at that point would have no choice but to shoot him. I'm going to wrap this mic cord around your head. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, the Secret Service shooting him. Wow! Well, he's got a no, no, chain a around the head of the president. How was the debate last night? Boring as usual? Well, not really. <laughs> But I'm picturing Trump oh saying something along the lines of, you know, if this guy can't be a good father, then how can he be a good president? And yeah. So what, what did Trump say yesterday? I, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit in the front row of the impeachment. I want to look at those. Uh, stare him in their corrupt faces. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stare in their sleazeballs eyes or something like that. Well, Rand Paul is out this morning saying he officially invites the president. I guess senators can do that. <laughs> oh, man. They can have guests come. So he officially invites the president to come sit there and watch <laughs> And stare him in their sleazeball eyes. <laughs> well, we have a circus. Does anybody have any bread? Oh, my God. No kidding. Wow, wow, wow. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I uh, I saw the movie uh, 1917 last night, the World War One movie of oh, yeah. two uh, young British soldiers who were sent across, quote-unquote, no man's land to try to warn their uh, uh, fellow troops that they were walking into a trap and don't go forward because okay. it's bad. All right. Uh, it is, uh, it's like a lot of the modern war movies, it is amazing. Um, I understand now the, the technical wonders that people have with this. It's, it's shot to look entirely like a single tracking shot the whole way through. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, you know, some clever editing tricks and modern technologies. It's not really that, but sure. it's, it's a compelling wild ride. It's, I realized I hadn't, I've seen a ton of World War II and Vietnam War movies. There is a a lack of World War I movies, specifically trench warfare and just mm. the brutality and the claustrophobia and, and the just misery. What a, just a what a what? Yeah. My whole time while I was looking at it, just think that's how World War One was was fought. That was it's unbelievable. That war finally getting its due in TV, books, and movies uh, for good reason. Um, uh, and it won the best picture, Golden Globes. So one best your... picture, Golden Globes. I believe it also, uh, got it at the, uh, the SAG Awards, which is sometimes another indicator. Uh, for editing and cinematography, I think this one easily. Do we win in the end? Do we beat the Germans? Uh, I'm spoiler not, alert. I'm, you gotta go see the movie, oh, Jack. Oh, gee, spoiler alert. Yeah. I just yeah. ruined the whole movie for everybody. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it was the Germans again. I mean, come on, Germany. Yeah, no, Nazi no. Germany. You know, granted, this was 100 <laughs> was years that. ago, but I think one of the great lessons of World War One is how willing uh, the powerful, the rich, the political leaders are to send human beings into the meat grinder and just sacrifice them for yeah. vaguely, uh, you know, describable reasons. And always with the belief that it'll be a short war and also our side will win. Right. Uh, one of it certainly worth seeing in the theater if if you have that feeling of which movies are worth checking out on the big screen. I feel like this is definitely one of them. Less trenchy on the small screen. Yes, yes. Right. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is um, Thursday already? It is. January 23rd, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin uh, officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. If I were the president, I wouldn't cooperate with these guys at all. I'm the same guy that said, you can't fire Mueller. I encouraged him to work with Mueller. Mueller is a man of the law. Schiff, Nadler, and Pelosi impeached this president in 48 days. I wouldn't give them the time of day. 
Bless my soul. Like a lot of uh, people in politics now, I only see the Saturday Night Live characters. So I see Kate McCain doing, <laughs> I wouldn't give him the time of day. Wow. So you're doing this, the, the same that's, act. That's, that's probably childish. This, probably this Saturday night. That's, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which way to go with it. Uh, the general manager today was almost uh, thought bubbles, ideological thought bubbles. Mm-hmm. It is just absolutely striking how little overlap there is in the information we, the people, get, uh, depending on our point of view. And it's it's gotten to the point, well, you know what, we're running a little late on this segment. Why don't we uh, reconvene in a moment or two, hit you with some great mailbag, uh, mailbag, mailbag at com is the email address, and maybe we can uh, chat about that later. They've changed the way they're going to factor credit scores, which could affect a whole bunch of people. Um, I'm just trying to say there's a bunch of other kind of news that ain't politics that we'll have for you coming up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The great myth that we all have choice in healthcare. Axios took that on. I thought it was pretty interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Mm. It fits in with my life experience. Mm. Mailbag. <laughs> Freedom loving quote of the day this morning from Richard M. Nixon. Keeping uh, to the impeachment theme. I find myself amusing on the following point, Jack. Richard Nixon was clearly a great man in many ways with great flaws. And I think uh, the simpleton modern human has lost that because we don't read Shakespeare anymore or, or, or study literature. I think the arts, one of the functions of the arts is to help us understand ourselves better. And you're either a good person or a bad person. Nixon was a great person and a bad person. Anyway, he said the following. We are not spending the federal government's money. We are spending the taxpayer's money. And it must be spent in a way which guarantees his money's worth and yields the fullest possible benefit to the people being helped. When was the last time you heard a politician say that? Uh, been a while. I mean, that would... That that hits me emotionally like some girl I'm crazy about saying, you know, I think I love you. I'm like, oh, well, that's good. Uh, Nixon... Actually saying, it's the taxpayer's money, and we got to be extremely careful with it. When's the last Hallelujah. time? freaking Louie. When's the last time you heard a president say that? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. It's a hilarious notion at this point. Gone but not forgotten. All you have to do is not commit any burglaries. <laughs> you're home free. Just don't. Just Funny. you're ahead. 80 points in the polls. I was explaining that to my son yesterday. We had our longest ever political talk yesterday. Hmm. Um, driving to get a pizza, and uh, we got into Nixon and burglars. <laughs> wow, interesting. I don't even remember how I got there. Jack, speaking of the arts and how it can really <laughs> help does us. your son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-uh, no, I'm sure he's completely mystified. <laughs> speaking of the arts and how it helps us understand ourselves, Michael, please, the, the theme music for the beautiful, the gentle, the ancient Japanese art of the haiku. Tim with an impeachment haiku. <clears throat> Nadler and Schiff. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention to you, Jack, is the uh, the form of the haiku, the five oh, syllables, geez. the seven syllables, the five syllables. I was lacking in structure. This no is really needed. The Japanese are failing. Sean, to me, it's the very limitations that sets the artist free. And makes it dull. 
<clears throat> Here's your impeachment haiku. Nadler and Schiff speak. They're arguing in circles. Senators sleeping. Oh, I was going to ask, did any other, sen- did any other senators fall asleep? And I feel like we ought to get a bed company in as a sponsor and have the sleeping senator of the day brought to you by Sleep Town. You know, that's, that. that's a pretty good idea. Uh, yeah, and there are now commentators starting to bring up the fact that they're leaving the chambers to go stretch or, 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 or relieve themselves or what have you. Uh-huh. And wait a minute, they're jurors. They've got to be there every uh, minute. That's so gotta that's be a- just like, it's just got to be like a college class or something where you think you need to sit there and you wonder, do we have to sit there? And then one person gets up and goes and you think well nobody said anything to him wait a minute wait, i think i'll do get that it. yeah you can do that i guess i'll go go to the bathroom and yeah, then someone else says whoa whoa my back is stiff and i who said we can go to the bathroom i need yeah. something to drink and i'm gonna go to the bathroom yeah. <laughs> meanwhile the patriot exactly. ordering his ninth glass of milk to try to stay awake for the whole thing <laughs> uh, the patriot looky here here's a uh, picture from it's a wonderful life and the caption is every time a democrat uses the word impeach a new trump voter is created i'm not sure that works that mm-hmm. way but uh, Ian from Tijuana mentions a friend told an unfortunate story in which he had to poo-poo out of doors, um, but he didn't use any of the uh, euphemisms you've ever heard. He referred to this incident as having to go Frisco. Wow. So proud, of your, <laughs> proud of yourself, San Francisco. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. To give you an idea where we are with impeachment, which is now the droning on of both sides presenting their cases for a couple of days. Security, though tight, Jack, was insufficient as a heckler made his way into the gallery and disrupted the proceedings with his extremist rants. Here's President how it went. Donald J. Trump spoke by telephone with President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine. To congratulate him on his recent. Sergeant in arms will restore order in the gallery. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. Those words being spoken in the Senate gallery. Words that will echo throughout history. Those of you who, who who spend the time, effort, and money to figure out how to get into one of these big government proceedings so you can be heard saying, <laughs> And the funny part was they dragged this guy out of there, and you could hear him bellowing in the hallway for a full three minutes afterward. All right, here's a little Trump tip. Trump Hitler, for... free Nelson Mandela. I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two for one beers until 10 o'clock tonight <laughs> at Capitol Grill. Um, I don't know. Uh, here's a little hint for you hecklers, though. You must speak, well, bellow, slowly and distinctly as you are off mic and the, the hall is fairly echoey. You're a human billboard. And you're only going to get a couple of seconds. I believe the Constitution dictates that we should carefully consider all the evidence be ours. No, no, no. Trump is the new Hitler. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Or you're overturning the election. Yes, good. Very good. We can pick up on that. I think he actually screams, Jesus Christ would overturn. That's okay. as far as I Play got it one too. more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jesus Christ would probably overturn the baseball? You don't need to put in qualifiers like probably. That just clouds your message. <laughs> Again, yeah, he needs a good editor. Yeah, yeah. 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 In my opinion! We know it's your opinion. You're bellowing from in, the Senate gallery. In real no- news, and as far as who might actually be the new Hitler, I'd say at the top of the list would be President... President. i got to stop calling him that. Yeah. What should we call him? <laughs> President Xi of China. I, I, I like Leader. Chairman. Chairman Xi's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, just because they have a history of calling people chairman who are clearly dictators. But um, listen to this. This just happened. A University of Minnesota student has been arrested in China and sentenced to six months in prison for tweets he posted while in the United States on a college campus. Yep. Been th- thrown in jail. China is asshole. Amen to that. Some of the tweets contained images deemed to be unflattering portrayals of the national portrayals of the national leader. I'm, I'm guessing they were the Winnie the Pooh pictures. Probably hilarious. This, Classic. This case represents a dramatic escalation of the Chinese government's attempts to shut down free speech in America, as they tried to do with the NBA, and a global expansion of Chinese police campaign. Um, Senator Ben Sass, among others, have called on the Chinese to release him. Ben Sass said, this is what ruthless and paranoid totalitarianism looks like. Yes, indeed. It's remarkable to me that they can keep track of the media postings of all their nationals, or oh, just wow. they have people employed, probably a building full of people employed, seeking out any media postings that are critical of the great leader and figuring out if they're a Chinese national. If they are, your name goes on a list. And knowing when you're back. Right. And, uh, well, I'm sure and where that, to grab you. I'm sure when he checked in at, at uh, immigration there in China, a red flag went up. God, that's something. Yeah, it is. According to an official court document dated November of 2019, Chinese police detained the 20-year-old in his hometown where the liberal arts major, God, he's in, he's in Minnesota, super lefty uh, college campus studying liberal arts, right. tweeting out against... Mm, could possibly argue the most evil person on the planet, given the power the man has. Indeed. Uh, tweeting bad things about him, and you go home and you get arrested in the yeah. modern world. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. You know, I I feel a little bit like I'm explaining to you why I don't think the Minnesota Vikings will win the Super Bowl, uh, because there's no chance they will, and there's no chance that Michael Bloomberg will be the president of the United States. But the more you read about his ties to China... And how in the bag he is for she and the Communist Party. There's no way he's going to be the president. Not a chance. So this uh, this college kid uh, posted more than 40 comments denigrating a national leader's image and indecent pictures, which, according to the Chinese, created a negative social impact. Oh, you don't want that. No, that's enough to get you thrown in prison there. Six months, man. How about, you know, we did the story yesterday, not to turn this too dark, but did the story yesterday. There is a serial rapist. Multiple convictions, multiple states, horrifying crimes, got light sentences for a couple, and his victim died before the trial in another one. So he didn't get punished at all for that one. And he is on the streets. Meanwhile, you get six months for for making a Winnie the Pooh cartoon of uh, the president of China. Now, come on, China! It's a very different system. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, boy. Um, moving along. And so what's happening with impeachment today, in case you're wondering uh, more of the argument, uh, each each side's getting three days to lay out the argument, and the Democrats are going to continue on. This so. is day two of uh, Schiff, Nadler, and company laying out the uh, the prosecution's case. Nobody knows when that will wrap up, if they're going to take the whole three days or not. They could at any point say, and that's that. 
I heard on CNN and MSNBC that it was a brilliant tour de force. I heard on Fox that it was a joke, right, and uh, and a little scary, and and nothing in between. I tuned in various times throughout the day and heard exactly the same arguments that I heard during the House stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's moving any minds. Day one had 11 million viewers, and they expect it to go down dramatically from there over the days. 11 million ain't a lot in uh, in this giant no, country. No, but uh, with the echo, the resultant echo, and, uh, and that's I don't, pretty significant. And I don't know if measuring TV viewing makes any sense at all anymore. I mean, I took in someone first day. I watched zero on television. Right. I watched it on my phone. I heard it through my phone. Right. Uh, like a lot of people saw. I'm not sure any of those numbers matter at all anymore. But I don't expect the audience to be very big. I mean, if you were into it, I assume you would have been into it last in the house and you heard it then. I mean, you're really a certain sort of person if you want to hear the same argument again. Yes. I, I don't know who you are. but Yeah. And uh, this is uh, finally this news. Mr. Peanut is dead. Oh, Lord. The beloved uh, snack food mascot? You know what got him? He was allergic to peanuts. (laughs) Surprising. Yeah. Uh, It is is with heavy hearts that we confirm that Mr. Peanut has died at 104. In the ultimate selfless act, he sacrificed himself to save his friends when they needed him most. Please pay your respects with hashtag R.I. Peanut. R.I. Peanut. I get it. it. That's the I, I official s- word from the Twitter account from Mr. Peanut's estate and a rep for planters, and apparently they're going to pay off this story in the form of a Super Bowl ad. Well, I <laughs> saw a, a, a picture of Mr. Peanut lying in a pool of his own blood We encourage and flipped by it. We, um, we encourage fans to tune in to Mr. Peanut's funeral during the third quarter of the Super Bowl to celebrate his life. So this this is going to play out during the Super Bowl. The rest of the yeah. Show. So Mr. Peanut was driving with uh, Wesley Snipes and comedian Matt Walsh. Uh, I believe an armadillo. And then they were in the spoiler pe- alert. They were in the peanut mobile. This is this is all. This isn't the final commercial. Oh, this okay. is actually how he died, not okay. the peanut allergy right. thing. Uh, and they, they're in the peanut mobile. Armadillo shows up in the road. Mr. Peanut swerves to avoid the peanut. Never do that. It's sending the, the peanut mobile off the cliff. The three of them hanging on a branch. The branch oh, begins to break. Oh. Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh are arguing who needs to let go to save the other ones. And Mr. Peanut being the hero that oh, we deserve. Oh. Tips his, uh, tips his hat and, and lets go of his cane. Oh my. So this ad has already aired then that part? Yeah, maybe? that part is already ad. Yeah. Oh, so the so Super Bowl ad just is him plunging to his death. No, no, the, the we saw that. It'll oh, be the, the funeral. funeral. It'll I be see. people sharing words and memories. Oh, so I'm my. guessing with lots of cameos from big stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Do they serve peanut butter and jelly at the funeral? Uh, they have to. You this, must. Yes, Mr. Peanut was killed in a pregame advertisement in which he took a road trip in his nutmobile. <laughs> Do not call your car the nutmobile. Nobody's going to get in your car. Anyway, look forward oh, to that. Don't we all need a little mirth <laughs> during these troubled times. Mr. Peanut has passed. Oh, my gosh. Violently. That's <laughs> crazy. I, I uh, left early yesterday because my son had a, uh, a medical procedure I had to be there to uh, restrain him for. Which is one of your more unpleasant parent tasks. Good Lord. Whenever yes. you have to hold your kids down for various things, it's just not pleasant. But yeah. my wife my wife ended up in the position of, do I lie to him or not? Because for whatever reason, yesterday he said, do I have my infusion today? And they were just headed out the door to take Sam to school. And if she had said yes, Sam would have not gone to school. Guaranteed. 
Um, just there's no way around it. He goes into full on panic attack, can't breathe, trying to break things, trying to bite you just and for hours. Oh, boy. And and she said, no, it's not today. And he said, do you pinky promise, which is our, oh, you know, we boy. really and 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 she pinky promised that it wasn't today. Oh, boy. I know. And oh, boy. Uh, she you talk felt, about a no win. Oh, yeah. No win situation oh, in boy. parenting. And so the pinky promise or really any promise uh, from the parents is uh, is is dead with him. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, because it was going to be a, it, it was, it was good. It was better for him to lie to him. I mean, ultimately, that is definitely true. Yesterday. Yes. I don't know about long term. Right. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that's so hard. Oh, no. I know. Tough yeah. call. Yeah. Tough call. But anyway, so I missed you t- fully telling the story you just referenced a little bit ago. I did hear it yesterday. The death of Mr. Peanut? No. The scumbag that's still out on the streets and how oh, he's still on the streets. I yeah. think you should retell that for the the crowd that didn't hear it, because that is really interesting. It's extremely troubling. But so interesting. Yes. Uh, who knew that, for instance, and um, anybody who has the least regard, respect, and concern for women in particular, uh, who knew that you could plead out a rape, not once, but a couple of times, and just kind of spend a little time in prison and get back on the streets again. Yeah, you need to know this about the way the justice system works. I think I I want to I want to know it. It horrifies me, but I'm glad I heard it. That, yeah. among other things, on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. According to a new poll, Senator Bernie Sanders has passed Joe Biden and now leads the Democratic field nationally. And as is always the case when Bernie passes someone, his blinker is still on. That's funny. Yeah, new poll out. For the first time in forever, Joe Biden is not at the top of the national polls. It's Bernie. Great Scott. And that might be exactly why Hillary Clinton came out with what she came out with. You know, they all get those polls before we do. Um, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, there are a couple polls, and, and he's a little behind in one, but it is which clearly polls? a all change. Of them. All of them. Okay. Okay, <laughs> it's clearly a, a change, and he is now in a virtual tie national, which is, which is astounding to me. More but, on that later, and this text about the impeachment, similar to the Trina Forrest uh, conundrum. If a hundred windbags, I mean senators, argue about something that is a foregone conclusion, and I refuse to pay attention, did it really happen? <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that in the whole ideological bubble thing uh, coming up in a couple of minutes. I'm just so astounded and troubled by this story. It, it has to do with a gent by the name of Daniel Selovich, who legally changed his name to Pirate. He is easily recognized. His entire face and neck are covered with those fake, stupid tribal tattoos. Um, it's almost like a mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a scraggly-looking white guy, um, uh, you know, occasionally long hair, beard, whatever, but he's got, you'll recognize him immediately. Uh, here is his history. He uh, lived for a time in beautiful Redding, California, in the north part of the state, uh, gateway to uh, Shasta Lake and Mount Shasta, uh, beautiful part of the world. But he... Um, he was arrested in New Mexico in 2010 for raping a woman in Redding, California. He pleaded no contest and served four years in prison. 
He was then released in 2015, moved to Fairbanks, Alaska, where this man who calls himself Pirate was accused. He legally changed his name to Pirate. He was accused of holding a woman captive at a remote cabin for five weeks. Oh, my God. And raping her and beating her if she dared resist. Five weeks. The reason I'm saying, oh, my God, is I know the punchline to this story if you don't. Well, the woman was rescued in a daring helicopter rescue. How they found that out, I'd like to read that story, but figured out where she was and rescued her. But this uh, pirate fellow was charged with rape and kidnapping. But this woman was so damaged, whether before, during, or after, well, she was certainly damaged during and after um, her horrific ordeal as a monster's rape slave, she died of a drug overdose. And prosecutors said, we got no case without her. Oh, my God. So they turned him loose, which may well have been the only choice, you know, um, but it's horrible. So then this guy with this history... uh was sentenced up to five years behind bars because they figured out he was the guy who raped a woman in a wheelchair back in 2004. Court records show he was credited for time served for the roughly uh, two years um, he spent behind bars prior to his sentence. Um, and so they... Okay, so he that was tacked on, but so he's now free and back in Redding, California, walking the streets. And the police are saying, yeah, he is a he is a rapist. He's a convicted rapist. He's right. done it multiple times, but he's paid his debt to society. Leave him alone. Yeah, I here here are the quotes right now. We are aware that Daniel Selovich, known as Pirate, is back in Redding. He was contacted by officers early in the day and is not currently wanted for any crimes. Don't try to grab him or attack him. If you see him out and about, I live, said Sergeant Todd Kogel of the uh, Reading PD. I live here and I have loved ones here as well. I know it's worrying to know that he's on the streets, but he is a free man. You have to treat him like every other man you see on the streets. He has a substantial criminal history, and at this point he has paid his debt for what he's been convicted of, said the coppers. Three rapes, one at with an abduction minimum. and kidnapping. And, and, and as you uh, said, that's the ones he got caught for. Right. He'd quite possibly and done it more than convicted. Well, he didn't get convicted of the horrific kidnapping thing, but yeah. There's and, a- and the only reason really this story makes any sense is that he's got that entire face tattoo, that mask. So you'd see him walking down the street. If he doesn't have that giant mask tattoo... He gets a haircut and puts on a ball cap. You'd never know he's sitting right next to you at the Starbucks. What are the chances he doesn't hurt and kill anybody else in the next 10 years? Practically zero. There's a video we posted at armstrongandgetty.com of uh, he was in, it looks to be some sort of office, maybe a bus station in Anchorage, and some guy who knows who he was followed him around and berated him. Leave Anchorage. Get out. Leave Anchorage. Um, Because he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. And and listen, we have rules about, you know, child molesters. If they, they're likely to reoffend, they can be held, whatever. It is incredibly troubling that a guy like this is free on the streets. How many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people like him are out there right now wow. that have done those kind of crimes and you're still out? I mean, that's just, you'd think you've lived that life, you'd be away from society. Right. Oh, my God. And why did this guy get such light sentences? In large part, because the prisons are full. 
but we're told build schools, not prisons, which is a greeting card uh, level of sophistication, idiotic argument. And, you know, in Cal Unicornia, where he now uh, lays his head, they're moving as swiftly as possible to decriminalize crime. So anyway. It's dark stuff, but be on the lookout for this guy. Know he's around. Full face tattoos, those tribal-looking tattoos. And uh, my God, just walk the other way. And, I, you know, if I'm living in Redding with with the women and girls I love, I tell you what, this has increased my stress, no doubt. Heck yeah. Yeah. But again, it's a good thing that you can at least recognize this person. Yes. I, I see your point. Absolutely. There's all kinds of people get out. You'd have no way of uh, knowing who they were, where they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Troubling, though. Troubling. So I want to talk about the uh, the state of the nation as we look at the impeachment proceedings. And it is so bothersome to me. I should just let it go. Maybe it's because it's I'm I'm not drinking this month that I can't like numb my frustration. But we are now a people so divided we don't even know what the other side is talking about yeah. because we haven't heard any of that of what they're basing their point of view on. That's and it's wh- it's troubling. That's why I try to watch all the channels. Oh, I just saw the well, video. You're the only one. I just saw the video of Mr. Peanut dying. Why does he burst into flames when he falls? That, that, this is the seem- peanut oil. <laughs>